Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. One more show, it's for you. Those of you who are so sick and tired of not having money, and you want your money to actually start working harder for you today. You want that freedom. You want that cash flow right now, not 30 or 40 years from now, if you're lucky, but you want it today so you can live that life that you love doing what you love. But guys, it's not just about living a rich life. It's about getting, it's about really creating a rich life by blessing the lives of others. Because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. That is exactly what this show is here to create for you today. Thank you for tuning in and binging, sharing this with others. Again, putting us in the top half percent of podcasts. That's right, top one half of 1% of podcasts out there today. That's all because of you guys. You guys are seriously the best listeners ever. Thank you so much for tuning in. Allow me to create a ripple effect through you. As a reminder, guys, if you haven't tried this out, uh, go check out our website, moneyripples.com. Lots of extra information and things that you can learn right there. So be sure you check that out, whether it's about passive income, infinite banking, or whatever it might be. We've got you covered. We got your back. So check that out today. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. So guys, if you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys. So I'm bringing on a special guest that I've not had on yet just because of contract, you know, things, whatnot. But um, the contract is over. And so I can bring this guy on. No longer do we have that situation anymore. Um, Many of you guys, of course, you've been tuning in our channel. Many of you have found us because of infinite banking, whether it's be through YouTube or whatever it might have been. Uh, infinite banking has been a pretty hot topic among our group and it's not like the big focus of our show but it's a nice tool to use that goes that really enhances if you're trying to create that passive income a little bit faster right especially if you're trying to get financially independent in the next five to ten years or so and so so really i want to talk about that today i want to bring on parker jardine here because parker he's actually worked with our company now for about two years um actually it's kind of amazing how fast that time can fly um but uh, i'll tell you that you know, finding him was a godsend because uh, I knew I was all me trying to do it myself. It was really difficult to do, but then finding somebody who gets it and then has the integrity to actually give you the best every single time is such a rare gem to find in this industry. And that's exactly what I want to bring on Parker today to kind of talk about what is in this industry. Like, what should you be watching out for before you set up a policy, right? Uh, whether it's with us or somebody else, still, we want to be able to kind of give you that education and, and knowledge to be able to know what to watch out for because there are a lot of deceptive kind of half-truths that are being taught. So definitely excited to bring on Parker. Welcome to our show for the first time. It's great to be uh, liberated, let, let out of the closet here. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming out of the closet. That's great to hear, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, give them a little bit of your background because like, 
even though, I mean, you look young, you've got the body that I'm only wishing I would have, you know, the <laughs> arms and stuff and whatnot. But I mean, tell, tell them a little bit about you, because I know you're not a newbie in this industry. You've been around for a while and you've, you've got even a background that even goes back into your childhood because of things that your father taught you. Yeah, I'm uh, coming up on almost a decade in this industry, specifically when I got licensed back in back in college. No, I'm I'm just your average pale faced millennial. N- nothing too special about me. I, I did have a pretty special upbringing, I guess you could say that. I, I got lucky uh, with the lottery of parents, uh, just fantastic parents and a dad who was very involved in the financial industry, uh, particularly investing. And uh, and seminars. Uh, so back in the '90s, uh, him and some buddies decided to get together. And uh, when the internet was also kind of coming out, you know, he's got some interesting stories around that and other businesses. He actually owned SuperBowl.com. I know we just had the Super Bowl recently. Uh, him and his dad used to make the the coin that they would flip. You know, who wins the toss? But got into uh, trading and and investing and and taught seminars all over the world. Uh, so I was. The, the nerdy nerdy kid getting up at you know five six in the morning to learn how to trade futures with dad which was a, a pretty cool experience <clears throat> I don't think I've lost money that quickly since then uh, that, that that was a pretty pretty interesting experience I've been all around the finance industry because I kind of you know growing up with that in my house I thought I'd be a big finance guy too so I went into finance as my degree in economics and probably spent more time snowboarding uh, and chasing girls than than class. Um, but even with that, didn't learn a lot from what I thought I was going to get from my degree and actually ended up learning a lot more from reading books and finding out guy, you know, guys and gals that thought a little bit different about money uh, when it came to personal finance rather than the traditional save and invest and hopefully 30 or 40 years it works out. <clears throat> and you got this big uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And uh, so I Played around with a bunch of different folks and uh, did internships and uh, worked for free and and some very small pay uh, for some some jobs and uh, a lot of the folks out there selling services and products didn't follow their own advice which didn't really make sense to me and I always went back to my insurance uh, which is actually how I financed my college education and ended up making a profit on my my student debt which has also turned into a lot of other things that my college savings plan uh, has has now done for me uh, after 13 I think it'll be 13 maybe 14 years that I've had my my oldest plan that's kind of what's brought me to now and I, I would agree with you I appreciate the the kind intro I have had a similar experience where there's not a lot of people out there that one know how to do it the right way but then two are willing to do it the right way, which means I make the least amount of money possible so that it works the best for you. And the same way that I would do my own policies, uh, which was part of the reason I stayed licensed, because uh, I started doing insurance at first, and then I went away from that and did some other, I actually traded for a network marketing company full-time for a while uh, with like 5,000 different people's accounts. Uh, so I've been on the complete other end of, of the spectrum as far as risk, which, which was the most euphoric and depressed I've been all at the same time. <clears throat> so I, I really appreciate that the safety and security that my uh, insurance brings. I've been all over the place, but th- this is the one thing that's always worked out every time. And uh, and so it's been a big impact in my own personal life, uh, as well as when you're looking at multi-generations with my parents and me. Uh, and then, you know, I got a little three-year-old. Uh who's got a lot of life insurance as well. Uh, so it's fun to start to have her pay for things and learn how money works and uh, earning money, you know, through through different jobs and things like that. So been a pretty, pretty powerful and impactful tool. That's awesome, man. Well, 
I know topic we're going to cover, but not today. We're going to leave it as a, as a teaser for people because we are going to do another episode just on, you know, why it's so awesome to use with college funding, right? Because that was if, your experience. If I get welcomed back. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you're coming back for that. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people who are like, no, make this, this show, but I want to keep it focused because, uh, you know, we got to, you know, we want to talk about some of the general industry topics too. But um, obviously, you've had a lot of experience here. Um, give me, tell me this. I mean, this is not a question I was planning to ask you, but I mean, your dad, obviously he's been an entrepreneur, um, for a long time. And really, if you think about it, you've probably been in the finance industry for a quarter century, right? I mean, oh yeah. Before I had a real job, I was, uh, selling coaching programs and calling clients to book appointments for closers. You know, mm-hmm. after I go hit golf balls after school, I'd go work for a few hours and, you know, all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. I mean, you've been around this a while. What with infinite banking, like why did your dad, what was that conversation like? What got him so turned on to it? it? It's funny because that's how he built his career and and his wealth was not only through trading and investing on his own, but also through his company, which was also education and coaching and trading and investing. So it's funny for a guy like that to be so involved in the market and at the same time, like and enjoy and wish he had found out about it earlier. I hear that about every day about this insurance thing. And like a lot of the folks, I think we talked to for, you know, the first time that maybe haven't dipped their toe yet to to do this, but they've heard about it, or maybe even somebody who's got a policy, but found out it wasn't done in their best interest and was more of an agent's policy than a client's policy. Yeah. Uh, you know, had, had been, been burned a little bit before, but over his investing career, he looked back and, you know, he would say something similar where this, out of all the things I've done, and he's had some really big winners, some, some grand slams, but he's had a lot of losers as well. And a lot of deals he's been taking advantage of, but this is the only thing that has always worked out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even to this day, he gets so excited when he gets his, you know, one of his, his policy statements and shows me, you know, look, you know, it's, it's just doing what it's supposed to do. You know, it's, he just gets so excited about it. So funny, you know, and, and I've seen all kinds of different investments and deals and businesses he's been involved in where he made way more money than what his insurance, you know, is paying him. But, uh, but for some reason it just feels like, you know, such a good deal because he knows and understands it and and it's just worked. I'm sure the policies he had set up were, were not even designed as well as what we've discovered to make them today. Right? No, no. Yeah, a, a couple of the later ones, yes, uh, which is also when, you know, uh, 13 years ago when I was, I think it was 19, 18, 19, you know, I had to pee in a cup and I'm like, what, what is this for? Um, but uh, obviously, I'm, you know, super grateful to this day. And, and I don't think my dad had any idea the kind of impact it was going to have on me personally, mm-hmm. not just from, you know, here, let me start a savings account for you, right? And I'll fund it for a year or two. And then here, now you now you're in charge of it. Here's kind of how it works. But mm-hmm. the paradigm shift and the, the philosophy and education uh, and the way I think about money that really, I think, has impacted my life and put me, I think, in a different situation today than I you know, would have ever guessed I'd be at. Well, not to mention a career in it, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, let's let's kind of jump in and talk about it because you've worked with different companies. I mean, obviously, you just started working with me a few years ago and. And it was just serendipitous that you happen to have ties broken with another company. You've moved, you're able to move over here. And, and even then, I know there was a, a period of courtship in a sense, you know, uh, you had to, you had to make sure that, uh, you know, I wasn't just gonna, you know, bail on you or whatever, whatnot. Oh yeah. Right? Definitely had to fill each other out for a bit. 
For sure. Yeah. It was definitely a big, big leap of trust for both of us, I guess. Uh, probably more so for you than for me, but, <laughs> but um, I mean, tell us like, what, what do you find different with what you're doing now versus maybe what you had been trained to, to do earlier in, in this general infinite banking and stuff? Well, it was just, you know, just like I mentioned earlier about being liberated to come on the podcast and actually get some screen time uh, was a similar feeling meeting with you where the, the door was wide open. Parker, do the best you can. Oh, great, because that's what I like to do, you know? And mm -hmm. I think before in a lot of the situations, there was a, a way to do it. And there wasn't maybe as much focus on, you know, some of the more unique concepts that, that we practice using a policy uh, as kind of the tool uh, for some of these things. There was definitely particular products that were pushed. There were incentives for, you know, certain, certain types of, of policies and products and services because of, commissions or kickbacks or overrides that other people would get uh, that maybe wouldn't affect me. So there, there was definitely some ulterior motives uh, and drive as to the way things should have been done. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it started to feel like at least, you know, and maybe you'd agree with me too, a lot of the financial industry where, you know, a lot of these folks are taught to be salesmen and can go out and just get a license and now they're a financial professional and mm -hmm. they may or may not have had, you know, great success with their own personal finances or investing or insurance products and alternatives. If, if they get into the, to that world uh, to then go out and now tell other people what to do with their money. And what's a, I mean, so if people aren't clear, I mean, one of the big things we focus on is having the highest cash value possible, you know, while keep, still keeping the policy tax free, right? That's, that's a big focus of ours. We're not as big a focus on the death benefit. And there's different debates for that, of course. The reason that our policies consistently have the highest cash value is because we generally cut back the insurance costs, which also cut back our commissions the most. Now, Parker, what would you say to somebody who says, well, that seems kind of scarcity. You said at the beginning, you said, you know, we take a cut so that our clients can have a gain. That sounds like a win-lose scenario, which is kind of against what I teach, right? I teach all about it's win-win, you know, you create value, you get more value in return. What, what's your response to that? If someone says, well, that sounds like you're just, you know, basically just going broke trying to do these policies. Yeah, I, I think if you didn't do enough and the, the policies weren't big enough, it, it would be hard to have us, you know, survive, uh, let alone be profitable or sustainable uh, with this type of model, you know, that, that we've done. When someone understands how this works and how it's going to, you know, impact their life and fit into their overall plan, mm -hmm. people do a lot more, not mm -hmm. only on themselves, on their spouse, on their kids, grandchildren, business partners. So that's one way that I think we make up for it is by, you know, we get a lot of folks coming back and, and, and bringing friends and family and, and referrals. So we get a lot of repeat business. Uh, that doesn't cost us any money to uh, acquire, obviously, and then doing more into these policies once they see how it works or coming back and doing additional policies that that I think is, you know, at the end of the day, how we're able to to make it work uh, with the rest of money ripples. Yeah, let's pause on that for a bit, because that's I think that's critical right there. That's the, the number one secret. When people ask me, they're like, yeah, but aren't you kind of undercutting yourself? How are you guys able to make it? It's like, no, we make lots of money. But the reason we do is because the client makes a lot of money too, right? That's the big thing. Like you said, it's that volume. Um, yeah. I remember there was one case that we that uh, we had done where a guy was a real estate investor 
And he was only putting a little over 6,000 a year into a policy, but he was only doing 6,000 a year because he looked at that first year. He says, well, really for the first year or two, all of my money is going to these insurance costs. So I have no cash in here that I can access. No you know, cash savings account here, cash value, right? Well, when I showed him, hey, you could put in 50,000 a year and have about almost, you know, almost $40,000 available from day one. He's like, holy cow. You know, when at first I showed him just 10,000, putting 10,000 and having almost, you know, 8,000 available. And he was shocked. He's like, really? I actually have cash from day one. Well, maybe I should do more. And even then he was debating. It's like, should I do a hundred thousand? You know, I was like, Hey, mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want, but you can start with 50. It's the same when you do 50, two fifties or a hundred, whatever. And so he ended up doing the 50 and later did another a uh, hundred thousand later. But, uh, but that's the key. Like we, we still got paid more on that deal than the guy who sold him the crappy policy for over 6,000 a year because of the fact that again, it was a bigger policy, right? But he still made a better ROI. So it was really a truly a win-win. I think that's the secret that most insurance agents just either they don't believe it or they just don't have the faith that if you actually give, you receive. I don't know. What, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I think it's because of the impact and value that they they now see by doing, you know, bigger policies or doing more policies on on the rest of family. And I, and I think for us, it's it's kind of that, you know, easy, hard or hard, easy kind of conversation. And I think a yeah. lot of folks that get out and see how much you can make in financial services or, you know, commissions on products and different things, annuities, insurance, there's, there's tons of different things people <laughs> end up selling at the end of the day. But uh, those that come out swinging hard and fast and just sell the highest commissionable, you know, products and, and services or high fee, you know, mutual funds or what, whatever it is pretty quickly. And I think it's even harder today. Uh, pe people are pretty quick and, and smart today. You, you can get just about any, you know, level of information you need uh, at your fingertips uh, at, at the speed of light. Right. So it's, I think it's harder for those folks now. And after two years, three years, people figure out pretty quick, this isn't quite doing what you thought, you know, it was going to do uh, or what you told me it was going to do or what you sold me. Uh, and, and we, yeah. we deal with that a lot as well. So that that's another, you know, part of our business. We help rescue a lot of policies that were not, you know, put together properly and are still costing people uh, a lot. And, and it's also like the, if you've ever read Ray Dalio's book uh, principles, mm -hmm. he talks about second uh, order consequences, right? Just like mm -hmm. getting into shape, you know, you, you might love a, a good Twinkie, uh, and that initial, you know, consequence might be pretty delicious, but the second and third order consequences of that decision might not be that favorable. Whereas having, you know, a salad or, or some kale with lunch may not be that desirable or great as the first order of consequences, but those second and third are, are going to pay off, you know, uh, just being overall more healthy. So it, it, I think it's kind of that principle and it's definitely hard to start that way. That's why I think teaming up you know, together, uh, we can do a lot more together than, you know, what any one person can do alone, uh, which I think also helps, you know, justify it. Uh, so agree. Well, let's, let's uh, talk about some of this too. Like you, you see a lot of people that will send you numbers sometimes from the very same companies that we also write with. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, we always, we always love the comparison. It's not that we're, I, I always tell people I'm quietly competitive. You know, it's the same thing when I run marathons, like I might be just running my race and I'm trying to beat myself, you know, and sometimes literally beat myself up doing a race. Yeah. But then there's still a guy in front of me. I'm like, I got to pass this guy, <laughs> you know, I got to beat him or I'm going to beat him. It might take five miles, but I know I'm going to catch up and they're going to tire out. And I'm going to pass them. Right. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. the same way when it comes to this kind of business, especially it's like, we always want to make sure we're the best. Right. When you see these numbers coming to you, sometimes, like I said, from the same companies, 
what are some common errors or mistakes? Or you give an example of one you might have seen recently where you're like, oh, that it, it looks it looks good. It looks like even like what we're talking about with having cash value from day one, but maybe it's not quite, it's good, but it's not best. Yeah, I'll just try and go back over, over this this last week. Um, mm-hmm. Well, there was, there was one larger case, for example, uh, and, and we don't have to get into, you know, the, the nuances of premium finance and the mechanics behind it, but, mm-hmm. but there was one where, you know, a, a couple was doing $200,000 a year on themselves, uh, or, or sorry, on the spouse and $300,000 a year on, on the, the husband. Uh, and, and they make good money, but they decided to finance it through a bank. Uh, so, you know, this couple now has you know, almost a few million dollars in loans from the bank. And they've only been into this, you know, this policy for a couple of years. And the guy that showed this was showing, you know, oh, you're, you know, when you guys retire, you're going to have half a million dollars tax-free for the rest of your life, you know, seemingly forever. Mm -hmm. And just with the changes in, uh, so one, this made, uh, because of the change in interest rates uh, Mm -hmm. and on the financing and on the interest that this, this type of product was earning, the interest rates made a bad product really gross. Even worse. And yeah. Not only what this guy said before was false, but now because they're paying literally double the interest on the bank financing and because the policy hasn't performed and yeah, because it wasn't structured. It's gone up consistently. Exactly. Right? And, and, and we talk a lot about structure and designing the policy. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy, you know, he, he, cleaned up pretty good. He, he made probably at least a few hundred thousand dollars uh, between this couple. <clears throat> and so now they're left with one, it's, it's not going to work out. And, you know, do they rip off the bandaid now or do they wait 14, 15 years when they can use the plans to then pay off the financing? Uh, but because of how much now they have to pay to service the debt, they're going to have negative cash flow in the future, even when they pull the money out to pay off the bank. So that that's a, a bigger, you know, hairy, gross example of, of what can happen sometimes, you know, when it's not uh, done properly. We might uh, also or, have to do a separate podcast just on premium financing. Alone. Yeah, yeah. We could, we a could lot of doctors and dentists or, coming to us about <clears throat> right now. Yeah. Yeah, we see a lot of that. But, but a more common one uh, that, that I see, you know, probably at least every week uh, uh, and, and sometimes a few every week mm-hmm. is... I kind of see both sides. So I see a bunch of bells and whistles that get added to policies because they want all the shiny objects and they want it Mm -hmm. to do everything rather than focusing on the one core purpose of what the policy, you know, can and should be built for. And what that ends up doing is all of these little riders and attachments are extra charges and expenses on the Mm -hmm. policy. And it might look good up front, but then it takes a really long time for that to pick up steam and and start performing at, at a high level yeah like things like long-term care riders you know like what's almost like long-term care insurance thrown on top of it even though it's not true long-term care and then you got waiver of premiums so if you ever become disabled that pays your premium for you but they design it better in the first place it'll pay for itself in a couple of years anyways so you exactly. don't even need that for waiver of premium but yeah, yeah. You know, I, I saw one the other day that had about eight different riders on it Wow. Uh, different liquidity riders, different, uh-huh. you know, charges, uh, different loan benefit, you know, all these different charges and, and riders. And I'm just just dragging you know, like, on that policy's cash. Right. Yeah. It's like nobody nobody actually walks these people through the, the decisions they're making. And they just, I think, blindly follow what some of these people set up without actually understanding what they've done and just go based on what the agent recommended 
or thought was a good idea and they think they're getting one thing, but then, you know, whether it's a few years or sometimes it might be eight or 10 or 12 years, they realize mm -hmm. this is not what I thought it was. Yeah, that's so true. And I know you and I just, you know, like one of, uh, one of our clients actually sent us a sent or sent me a referral that texted me and then I sent it on to you and he just sent you numbers and he was talking about different strategies as well, like this flex pay thing and, you know, oh, yeah. all these different yeah, types of strategies. Yeah, the flex method, right? You know, uh -huh. all these different strategies thrown at them. And, and again, same companies that we use, but definitely uh, not set up the same way. What? Oh, what yeah. You, even that? with even with that, I ran some with some of the same companies that, that he sent over. And mm -hmm. uh, the difference in the time frame he was funding, which for him was about 16 years, you know, just with me making a couple tweaks mm -hmm. was tens of thousands of dollars in, in difference. Easy. Wow. So you're saying you click a few buttons and it literally saves people tens of thousands of dollars that they would be sometimes insurance yeah. costs, which just pays the agent instead. Yeah. Sometimes it's hundreds of thousands because oh, somebody yeah. or millions even truly did a bad job. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So what, what, what are, what are other things you think people should watch out for as they're looking at these, as they're maybe getting quoted on these policies? What are some things to, to really look for? I'm me personally, I'm kind of all over the board too. So I know, I know we do talk about having the best policy and not to disagree with that, but I don't think there is a best policy necessarily for mm. everybody because everybody's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. I, I think you can, you know, do the best job and have the best design based on circumstances, based on how much they're wanting to put into this plan, what their goals and objectives are that align with how it was designed, how long they're funding it for, mm -hmm. uh, what it's going to do for them down the road, what it's going to do for them during their life, what kind of health conditions they're they're potentially dealing with, you know, because sometimes uh, one of the great companies that we like to write with often may not approve that person at a very good rating. And right. so sometimes doing a different company that's maybe more favorable for that specific health condition might give them a potentially better rating, which ultimately would be a better policy for them. Right. Uh, so, so those are things that we're always playing with. I mean, uh, probably at least on a monthly basis, we're comparing different companies, you know, that we both write with and some that we don't write with. We're running scenarios. We're getting, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of illustrations every month uh, from, from other folks. And, and so we're, you know, very aware of what's happening in the industry and what different companies and different changes they might make year, year by year. You know, we, we definitely strive to do the best with, with what we have uh, mm -hmm. and, and things change. And so we have to, to be able to adapt and still be able to do the best that we can. Uh, but, but it's probably why I have, you know, uh, 10 policies as well. Uh, Cause you know, different strategies and different approaches and uh, different life events, you know, different reasons and different people, you know, that to do plans for at the same time. Yeah. I, I do like to toot our horn a little bit that, that we really do do the best. You know, if we're the first person somebody talks to about this crazy insurance stuff, or if we're the 20th person that we've met with, we, we know we're going to do the best job. And, and that was very evident. You know, I, we had a discussion just recently too, on a, a pretty big name out there and, and influence uh, about this, type of strategy and this this guy came with some of the numbers from from this group and we showed pretty easily how we can beat it and then he took the numbers back to the same company mm -hmm. and they said oh you know all right here's here's a better better job <laughs> here let me let me tweak some things and it still wasn't as good as what we did uh -huh. on our very first approach and so it but the real question you have to ask is why didn't they give him the best in the first place Exactly. And and I think going back to our, you know, earlier point of how this works for us and how we can justify it, I, I think 
honestly, again, that's it's the long game, but by doing the best right out of the gate, mm-hmm. we don't have to fumble over our words or somebody come back and say, hey, so-and-so from XYZ company showed me these numbers and why you know he can beat you guys. We don't have to have those conversations. That's and right. so more people end up doing business with us just, I think, out of the honesty and integrity and really trying to do the best job that we can. Yeah, we're not going to BS them around, right? That's why often we'll refer to no BS infinite banking sometimes, yep, right? Exactly. That's pretty much what you need, you know, and there's no funny math. It's not like we're saying, oh, you're going to make thousands of percent return on your cash because you're actually borrowing your, you know, you're borrowing money and doing this. Like, no, that's not, that's not what it's like. Like, you don't no, have to, not at all. You do it right. You don't have to lie and, and over inflate things to make it sound sexy. The truth yeah, is, I'm, the truth I'm probably is. one of the few agents that actually is proud to admit they love life insurance. I'll, I'll scream it at the rooftops. You probably love it more than I do, you know? <laughs> probably, but by the time I'm your age, I'll, I'll probably have, you know, 20 or something. I don't know how many policies. I, I literally have on my desk right now, my next policy that I'm planning on doing for me mm-hmm. and my unborn child's next policy. Yeah. Not pregnant yet, but I've got that one on, on you know, printed out, ready to go. That one's in the works, yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, that's great, man. Well, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I love it. And, you know, I, I say this all the time. I know you've heard it and and you've even said it to some of our clients too, is that, you know, the whole reason we exist is because agents just aren't doing a good enough job, right? They're just not doing it right. And even if they can do it right, like you said, very few even know how to do what we do. And even the small percentage that do, don't want to do it because they, they really don't have the faith that they're going to make enough money on the transaction. And therefore they manipulate numbers and try to make it to where it's still a win for the client, but it's also a little bit bigger of a win for them too. Right. Mm-hmm. And the truth is like, we don't need this business in our, in our business that we, we exist because the industry sucks at this, right? They're <laughs> horrible. and be able to give people the best every single time. Like you said, you don't really believe in the best, but I mean like giving the best in any given scenario situation based on what's yeah, aligning with what the client wants, not just what the agent wants. Yeah. You know, it's it's all true. relative. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Well, Parker, I know I've took taken more of your fair share of your time. I appreciate you being here. Everybody, if you want to, you want to uh, chat with Parker, actually, you just go to our website. Like I said before, moneyripples.com. You can go there. You can actually go under the infinite banking head, even book. Uh, yeah, time you can right there. You can book so, directly. And we yeah, can you can actually have numbers directly. all day long. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he, as he likes to say, he likes to geek out on his numbers, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good time. We'll have a good time. For sure. Well, everybody, there you have it. Again, you can go to moneyripples.com. Check that out. But again, like this is about you, right? How do we help you become the best way possible? We don't, again, I've told people over and over, this is not going to make you financially free at all. Like it's good. It's awesome. And like you, you heard about his dad's story. He loves it. It's one of the most consistent things he's got that's always worked. That being said, it's a tool to help enhance what you're trying to do and getting to that point of financial freedom. It's not the, it's not the secret to financial freedom. Is a tool to help enhance it. So guys, again, I encourage you, if this is something you're looking at, feel free to reach out to us on our website. Any way we can support and serve you, we're here to do that and to help make sure we've got your back. So guys, make a wonderful and prosperous week and we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.